hello friends, brothers and sisters, children of God. Welcome back to Jack the Bridge. Today, I'm going to read you a few excerpts from, after having read so many different parts of the Bible, and often randomly, um, I've come to know, at least by my own judgment, that the first book of Kings, the first book of the Kings, and the second book of the Kings, is much like and much better than all the sequels of The Godfather. And it is really the, the sequels of The Godfather. Uh, King David being the man. And King David, um, when, when he chose, and it was during his life that he passed on his his power to Solomon, not his first son, but his favorites, favored son. When he passed that on, uh, there, there was quite a bit of dissension. And what is so incredible about the first book of Kings is there, and, and the second that we, we see not only elements of history, but amazing uh, acts of vengeance, real uh, serious battles that go on, and also very cathartic events. Um, and, and the other neat thing in the, in the Kings are the numbers, and especially when we talk, when we, when we read about what happens with Solomon and the way that Solomon amass, amasses his fortune and the numbers that come into it. And I may point them out as we come through, but especially, uh, in his, in his dealings with the queen of Sheba. So there are a couple of events that happen here. I'm going to start by reading, um, I'm going to start with the, the first book of Kings and it's, I'm going to start with three and I will cut in and out of different parts of it because some of it is, is almost like numbers where we're, we're just kind of going over lineages and recounting several events as, as is important to do. But taking it to the bridge, Solomon made a marriage alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city of David until he had finished building his own house and the house of the Lord in the wall around Jerusalem. The people were sacrificing at the high places, however, because no house had yet been built for the name of the Lord. Solomon loved the Lord, 
Walking in the statutes of David his father, only he sacrificed and burnt incense at the high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. Solomon used to offer a thousand burnt offerings upon that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said, Thou hast shown great and steadfast love for thy servant David my father, because he walked there before thee in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart toward thee. And thou hast kept for him this great and steadfast love, and hast given him a son to sit on his throne this day. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king in place of David my father. Although I am but a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people whom thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered or counted for multitude. Give thy servant therefore an understanding mind to govern thy people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to govern this, thy great people? It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked for this. And God said to him, Because you have asked for this, and have not asked for yourself long life or riches, or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself, understanding to discern what is right. Behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind, so that none like you has been before you, and none like you shall rise, arise after you. I give you also what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that no other king shall compare with you all your days. And if you will walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commandments, as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. Then he came to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and offered up burnt offerings and peace offerings and made a feast for all his servants. Then two harlots came in, came to the king and stood before him. The one woman said, O my Lord, this woman and I dwell in the same house, and I gave birth to a child while she was in the house. Then on the third day after I was delivered, this woman also gave birth, and we were alone. There was there was no one else with us in the house. Only we two were in the house. And this woman's son died in the night because she lay on it. And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while your maidservant slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead son in my bosom. And when I arose in the morning to nurse my child, behold, it was dead. And when I looked at it closely in the morning, behold, it was not the child I had born. But the other woman said, no, the living child is mine, and the dead child is yours. The first said, No, the dead child is yours, and the living child is mine. Thus they spoke before the king. Then the king said, The one 
says, this is my son that is alive and your son is dead. The other says, no, but your son is dead and mine, my son is a living one. And the king said, bring me a sword. So a sword was brought before the king and the king said, divide the living child in two and give half to the one and half to the other. Then the woman whose son was alive said to the king, because her heart yearned for her son, O my Lord, give her the living child and by no means slay it. But the other said, it shall be neither mine nor yours. Divide it. Then the king answered and said, give the living child to the first woman and by no means slay it. She is its mother and all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had rendered and they stood in the awe, in awe of the king because they perceived that the wisdom of God was in him to render justice. All right, now, brothers and sisters, I'm going to skip ahead to four. 20. Judah and Israel were as many as the sand by the sea. They ate and drank and were happy. Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms from the Euphrates to the land of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. They brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Solomon's provision for one day was 30 cores of fine flour and 60 cores of meal, 10 fat oxen and 20 pasture-fed cattle, 100 sheep, besides hearts, gazelles, roebucks, and fatted fowl. For he had dominion over all the region west of the Euphrates from the Tishpa to Gaza, over all the kings of the west of the Euphrates, and he had peace on all sides round about him. And Judah and Israel dwelt in safety, from Dan even to Beresheba. Every man under his vine and under his fig tree all the days of Solomon. Solomon also had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. And those officers supplied provisions for King Solomon. And for all who came to King Solomon's table, each one in his month, they let nothing be lacking. Barley also and straw for the horses and swift steeds they brought to the place where it was required, each according to its charge. And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding beyond measure and largeness of mind like the sand on the seashore. So that Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the people of the East and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all other men, wiser than Ethan, the Ezraite, wiser uh, and he Heman, Calcol, and Darda, the sons of Mahol. And his fame was in all the nations round about he also uttered 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were like a 1,005. He spoke of trees from the cedar that is in Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of the wall. He spoke also of beasts and of birds and of reptiles and of fish. And men came from all peoples to hear the wisdom of Solomon and from all the kings of the earth they had heard of his wisdom.
So given the course of things, Solomon has been commissioned basically by God to build uh, a house of the Lord. So we'll skip ahead to Kings, 1 Kings 6, 11. Now the word of the Lord came to Solomon concerning his house, concerning this house which you are building. If you'll walk in my statutes and obey my ordinances and keep all my commandments and walk in them, then I will establish my word with you, which I spoke to David, your father, and I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people of Israel. So Solomon built the house and finished it. He lined the walls of the house on the inside with boards of cedar from the floor of the house to the rafters of the ceiling. He covered them on the inside with wood and he covered the floor of the house with boards of cypress. He built 20 cubits of the rear of the house with boards of cedar from the floor to the rafters. And he built this within an inner sanctuary as the most holy place, the house that is. The nave in front of the inner sanctuary was 40 cubits long. The cedar within the house was carved in the form of gourds and open flowers, all with cedar, no stone was seen. The inner sanctuary he prepared in the innermost part of the house to set the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. The inner sanctuary was 20 cubits long, 20 cubits wide and 20 cubits high, and he overlaid it with pure gold. He also made an altar of cedar, and Solomon overlaid the inside of the house with pure gold, and he drew chains of gold across in front of the inner sanctuary and overlaid it with gold. And he overlaid the whole house with gold until all the house was finished. Also, the whole altar that belonged to the inner sanctuary, he overlaid with gold. Well, we go on with more description of the ornate, elaborate house that he builds. For God. And then Solomon um, will move on to back to 7, 1 Kings 7. Solomon was building his own house 13 years and he finished his entire house. He built the house of the forest of Lebanon. Its length was 100 cubits and its breadth 50 cubits and its height 30 cubits. And it was built upon three rows of cedar pillars with cedar beams upon the pillars. And it was covered with cedar above the chambers that were upon the 45 pillars, 15 in each row. There were window frames in three rows and windows up in window opposite window in three tiers. All the doorways and windows had square frames and the window was opposite window in three tiers. And he made the hall of the pillars. Its length was 50 cubits and its breadth was 30 cubits. And was a, there was a, and was a porch in front of, front with pillars and a canopy over them. And he made a hall of the throne and he was to pronounce where he was pr to pronounce judgment. Even the hall of judgment, it was finished with cedar from Florida rafters, his own house where he was to dwell in the other court back of the hall was of like workmanship. Solomon also had made a house like this hall for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had taken in marriage. 
All these were made of costly stones, hewn according to measure, sawed with saws, back and front, even from the foundation of the coping, and from the court of the house of the Lord to the great court. The foundation was of costly stones, huge stones, stones of eight and ten cubits, and above were costly stones, hewn according to the measurement of cedar. And the great court had three courses of hewn stone round about and a course of cedar beams. So had the inner court of the house of the Lord and the vestibule of the king. And King Solomon sent and brought Hiram from Tyre. He was the son of the widow of the tribe of Naphtali. And his father was a man of Tyre, a worker of bronze, and he was full of wisdom, understanding, and skill, and making any work of bronze. He came to King Solomon and did all his work. And we go on, more description, more description of casting pillars of bronze, and really fantastic, elaborate detail, um, not only in the house of the Lord, but in Solomon's home. First Kings 9. When Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that Solomon desired to build, the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time as he had appeared to him in Gibeon. And the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication, which you have made before me. I have consecrated this house which you have built and put my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. And as for you, if you will walk before me as David your father walked, with integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that I have commanded you and keeping my statutes and my ordinances, then I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever. As I promised David your father, saying, There shall not fail you a man upon the throne of Israel. But if you turn aside from following me, you and your children, and do not keep my commandments and my statutes which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land which I have given them. And the house which I have consecrated for my name, I will cast out of my sight. And Israel will become a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And this house will become a heap of ruins. Everyone passing by it will be astonished and will hiss. And they will say, why has the Lord done this to this land and to this house then they will say because they forsook the lord their god who brought their fathers out of the land of egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshiped them and served them therefore the lord has brought all this evil upon them first book of kings Chapter 10. Now, when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. 
she came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue, with camels bearing spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she told him all that was on her mind, and Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing hidden from the king which he could not explain to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his officials and the attendance of his servants, their clothing, his cupbearers, and his burnt offerings, which he offered at the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, the report was true which I heard in my own land of your affairs and of your wisdom, but I did not believe the reports until I came and my own eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told to me. Your wisdom and prosperity surpassed the report which I heard. Happy are your wives, happy are your servants who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God who has delighted in you and set you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord loved Israel forever, he has made you king that you may execute justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king a hundred and twenty twenty talents of gold. Just so you know off to the side, a talent of precious metal is roughly 75.6 pounds. That's, that's a nice chunk. Back to the bridge. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold and a very great quantity of spices and precious stones. Never again came such an abundance of spices as these which the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Moreover, the fleet of Hiram, which brought gold from Ophir, brought from Ophir a great, a very great amount of almug wood and precious stones. And the king made of the Albuk wood supports for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, lyres also and harps for the singers. No such Albuk wood has come or been seen to this day. And King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba all that she desired, whatever she asked besides what was given to her by the bounty of King Solomon, so she turned and went back to her own land with her servants. Now, the weight of gold that came to King Solomon in one year was, ready for this, 666 talents of gold. Besides that which came from the trader's and from the traffic of merchants, and from all the kings of Arabia, and from the governors of the land. King Solomon made 200 large shields of beaten gold. 600 shekels of gold went into each shield. Then he made 300 shields of beaten gold. Three minas of gold went into each shield, and the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. 
The king also made a great ivory throne and overlaid it with the finest gold. The throne had six steps, and at the back of the throne was a calf's head. And each on each side of the seat were armrests and two lions standing beside the armrests, while twelve lions stood there, one on each end of a step on the six steps. The like of it was never made in any kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold. None were of silver. It was not considered as anything in the days of Solomon. For the king had a fleet of ships of Tarshish at sea with the fleet of Hiram. Once every three years, the fleet of ships of Tarshish used to come, bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. Thus King Solomon excelled all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. And the whole earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put into his mind. Every one of them brought his present articles of silver and gold, garments, myrrh, spices, horses, and mules, so much by year, and Solomon gathered together chariots and horsemen. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen, whom he stationed in the chariot cities and with the king of in Jerusalem. And the king made silver as common as in Jerusalem as stone, and he made cedar as plentiful as the sycamore of the Shephala. And Solomon's import of horses was from Egypt and Kui. And the king traders received them from Kui at a price. A chariot could be imported from Egypt for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150. And so through the king's traders, they were exported to all the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Syria. 11. Now, King Solomon loved many foreign women, the daughter of Pharaoh and the Mo and Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonian, and Hittite women from the nations concerning which the Lord had said to the people of Israel, you shall not enter into marriage with them, neither shall they with you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. He had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not wholly true to the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. So Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and did not wholly Follow the Lord as David his father had done. Then Solomon built a high place for Shemush, the abomination of Moab, 
and for Moloch, the abomination of the Ammonites, on the mountain east of Jerusalem. And so he did for all his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart turned away from the Lord and the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after other gods. But he did not keep what the Lord commanded. Therefore the Lord said to Solomon, Since this has been your mind, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you and will give it to your servant. Yet for the sake of David your father, I will not do it in your days, but I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear it away, all the kingdom, tear away all the kingdom, but I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of David, my servant, and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. Well, I'm going to stop there. Um, I think that there is extreme significance in the the number the numbers and and how that those numbers inevitably lead this mass leads to to uh obviously what we could call corruption um then from one of the finest uh specimens of God's children that we know of so far in the bible Anyway, good rainy morning out there, and uh, time to get the day started. So, brothers and sisters, if you'll bow your head with me, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So, whatever you find yourself doing today, wherever you are, know that Jesus Christ loves you and He's right next to you, especially if you're having a hard time. Just dig deep. You don't have to reach that far. So thank you so much for being here today. Jesus Christ loves you, and I do too. Have a wonderful day. Bye now. God speed.
What one hand tied behind me? Love them morning sun and whiskey Ran like water in a stream Don't go to church on Sunday Even though it will be drinking When the boys came to San Francisco They were looking for his life But they found out what they were drinking Met them face to face outside I keep their heads off of my head I wasn't drinking wine When somebody tried to get a ball, he just took the law and up his own head. Lending all his time and he put his finger through the glass. He had had a story many, many times before, and it did not care no more. Love on, love on, love on, love on, love on.